Welcome to episode one of Post Dramatic, a traumedy podcast about just about anything you can think of. If the things you're thinking of are awful, dreadful, just the worst. Um, welcome. Welcome to that. Uh, today we are going to have an amazing conversation with my friend Jill Weir about, trigger warning here, a miscarriage that she had recently. Um, so, super disclaimer for this episode if you will be triggered by graphic medical conversations and discussions about miscarriage and abortion, just click away now for your own well-being. I will not be offended if you have to miss this episode so that you don't end up having your own episode. Um, but yeah, now that we've got all of that out of the way, let's jump into our conversation with Jill. <laughs> Um, hello, welcome to episode one of Post Dramatic, a traumedy podcast about, well, today, miscarriage. So trigger warning for that. Um, I'm, I'm not here by myself. I'm here with my friend Jill. Say hi, Jill. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, what else do you want me to say? I have um, no idea. I'm the one who had the miscarriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that sounds like the title of a Friends episode, like, the one... The one, one with the miscarriage! <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this is my friend Jill. We met through the internet, like, a couple years ago, and then I was her bridesmaid, and now here we are <laughs> on, the, on a podcast. Um, she had a miscarriage, and that sucked. Um, <laughs> I don't know, do you want to talk. talk about it? Do you, do you want to yeah. tell us... Every detail in horrible de detail. <laughs> yeah, probably, because I like doing that. I found it actually really, like, cathartic to talk to people about, uh, like, the specifics of it and be like, yeah, no. Like, so they understand how brutal it was and why I am off work right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're on... Um Medical leave? Yeah, a short-term, they call it disability right. leave, uh, because I'm in, like, a pretty major depressive episode, uh, which, you know, is, is fun. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. So fun, so cute. Yeah, there's, you know, good days, bad days, it's all things like that. But um, this all started, hmm, let me think. So we had just got back from our honeymoon, <clears throat> where we had gone to Australia, and we didn't even have sex on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were always so tired because we were out exploring and doing things, so we never, like, we at the end of the day, we just came home and we're like, I'm just, I'm like, and we were just out. We, we, we would just fall asleep. That is so much better than sex, though. <laughs> I mean, not, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean it in the way that there's, like, a mascara called better than sex. You know, it's just an expression. It's just, it's very satisfying to go have a fulfilling day and then just fall straight asleep. Yeah, it was awesome. And then oh. we came home and, like, the minute we landed, we were both like, hey, I think we're supposed to feel bad about that. So I was like, well... Maybe we could, like, start trying. And Aaron was like, uh, I don't know. 
And so the first time, no, I'm not going to go into that much detail. There doesn't need to be that much detail. <laughs> I mean, I'm the point I'm, not I'm mad trying at it. to make is that we got home from our honeymoon, and then we literally had sex a few times. I think I ovulated that weekend because we were making up for not doing it on our honeymoon. <laughs> so in one week, we were like really, you know. Oh yeah. And then. You know, Thanksgiving came, and I was like, huh, haven't really been feeling any kind of, like, period cramps or anything like that. And then, you know, the weekend came, and I told my sister-in-law, Amanda, about it, and she was like, yeah, see, you feel that way, though, and then, like, it's not gonna happen. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're probably right. Shouldn't get my hopes up or anything like that. And then I was five days late. And I texted, um, like, we have a group message still going from the wedding, because we were all, she was in my bridal party, obviously, she being Kalela. Yeah, that's me. Mm. <laughs> For those of you who can't see me, mm. I'm sitting right beside Jill, and she's talking about me. And we're drinking coffee and tea. And I have a hair in my mouth because there's so many cats in my house. There are three. There are literally three cats in this house. One, two. I don't see the baby. Yeah, I don't know. Are they still just oh, waiting over them. there for the uh, <laughs> for the red laser to come back? I think they are. Oh, that's cute. As long as they're not fighting. Oh, kids. Mm, You'll do anything for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I texted. <laughs> oh. We have a really bad sense of humor. Oh, I hope yeah. you've explained that. That's why you said traumedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the girl who told me about the word traumedy. <laughs> and I, I love it. I've, I can't remember. I think I made some kind of dead baby joke and then was like, that's funny for me, but it's really sad for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> traumedy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I work in a hospital and... One of the nurses was like, oh, you're, uh, you're five days late. Um, I'm just gonna, I'll be right back. And she <laughs> ran somewhere to some supply closet and got me a pregnancy test and was like, can you uh, go pee in this cup for me? And, uh, let's see what happens. And then everybody was like, yeah, no, that's a pink line. That's a pink line. And we got all the doctors in the office to verify it, which they were not pleased about because they're not gynecologists. They don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and yeah, so I came home and I sent it to a picture to my husband was like, Hey, guess what? I'm five days late. And he sent me back a picture of him like crying. It was great. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> oh, not in a good way. He was like, Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> because it was an unplanned pregnancy. Never mind. Because we that. were not thinking about getting, you know, Knocked up that quick. That was not the plan. The plan was, like, May. Which I guess we could still aim for. But anyways, we were pregnant, and it was like, okay, cool. So I made some appointments, went to my doctor, told her that I was, like, really concerned and stressed out about going to that ultrasound and not having a heartbeat. That was, like, the biggest thing for me. Um, so she gave me an early uh, detection ultrasound so I could kind of have some peace of mind. And so I went, and I had that done, um, I think early November, I want to say November 5th, 
Remember, remember the fifth of November. Oh my god. <laughs> Was that a thing for you in high school too? Yeah. We had to watch V for Vendetta in social studies, I think, at one point. No, that's and I cool. Lying? I can't remember. I feel like you probably would have done that in college because it came out like in 2001. I no, I remember. I remember having to watch it in my parents' living room in Sherwood Park, and I only lived there for as long as I had to, oh. <laughs> which didn't include college. So fair enough. Fair enough. I think I had a really cool social. Sushi teacher. Social <laughs> studies. Oh my gosh. I uh, I had a really cool social studies teacher, though. But I heard she had, like, a mental breakdown oh. on a school trip to Italy, and, like, she was throwing her money to the poor in the streets. Same. And that's, like, that's what makes her so cool. No, And she I had, know. like, this American accent, and she said, like, what? Pencil crayons? No, that sounds stupid. Pencil crayons. I'm like, oh, just God bless you. That's awesome. I can't remember her name. Oh, good impression. Yeah. Um, <laughs> solid lasting. Pre- That's cool, though. But but yeah, it anyway, was a big thing in our high school. I yeah. really remember why. Everybody was just like, it was epic. And then epic became a thing. And it was brutal. It was really bad. Um, why did I mention that? Oh, because that's when I had my fucking ultrasound. Yeah. Anyways, um, I work very far away from my home. So, uh, my, and my husband works where we live and I work very far away. So he was not able to come with me. So I asked my mom to come with me because I was like, if there's no heartbeat, I'm going to be a mess. Like I need somebody there to support me kind of thing. And my mom was like, Hey, cool. And she was all like excited for a grandbaby. So woohoo. Oh, Karen. Yeah. She's a she'll be a great grandma one day (laughs) she'll be so fucking excited but um so they did my first ultrasound and typically they will go for what's called a transabdominal which is the classic one that you see in movies where they're doing the thing through the tummy um now when they did that on me what i saw on the screen was just this big empty black hole Um, but I hadn't had any kind of bleeding, so I knew that there was still a baby, and I had taken a pregnancy test that same day because I was, like, really panicked about it, (laughs) so I was like, no, like, I still have, I'm, like, getting a more positive, uh, pregnancy test, uh, the more HCG hormone you have in your urine, it seems to make a stronger result on the pregnancy test. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that, for me, it seemed to be. But so they had to then go transvaginally, which is where they take a little wand and they go up inside you. It's so uncomfortable. Like, they, they let you position it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, which they let is you nice. insert it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it's still Keep invasive. in mind that my mother was in the room. Oh! So... <laughs> she knows that you have a vagina now. I How mean, I know. But uh, that's fine. That's not the problem. But <laughs> it was just like, let me insert something into myself. Yeah. <laughs> in front of my mom. Cool. And I had to, like, take my pants off in front of her, too. Like, the technician went behind a little curtain to, like, let me take my pants off. So my And I'm like, can you hold these? Thanks, yeah. Mom. Cool. Um, but, I mean, it's... My mom is training to be a nurse, and I, I mean, she's, like, my best friend. So <laughs> we have a great relationship. So that was not a problem. The baby was there, and there was a heartbeat, and everything was great. And I got a little video of it, and they did all the measurements, and it was there, and it was flickering away, and I remember I sent the video to you, and you were like, oh my god, the little flicker, is that the heartbeat? Yeah. I was so happy. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that feeling. It was awesome. like, that is Jill's 
spawn. Yeah. Like, this is... It made it real. Yeah. Because, like, until that point, like, I wasn't having any kind of symptoms, which um, a doctor had said, if you don't start to have symptoms like morning sickness or breast tenderness, um, or, like, food aversions. If you hear a dingle, that's the kitten that we're watching. <laughs> yeah, there's just a little jingling bell running around the room. Yeah. It's really cute, I promise. Just annoying yeah. for you guys listening. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but so, if you weren't having any kind of, like, pregnancy symptoms, it probably meant that the pregnancy was ectopic, um, or non-viable. Um, but so, this trans, uh, uh the trans, the endovaginal ultrasound showed that this was a viable pregnancy and it was properly located and everything, but it was just um, on the back of my placenta, so more like towards the bum and like the rectum kind of area. Mm. Um, so that's why you couldn't see it uh, through the stomach because there was just like too much in the way and it was so small at that time. Uh, so at that time, I think I was measuring eight weeks. Anyways, when it went in, Transvaginally, um, or endovaginally, it can also be called, which is, like, fairly kind of standard for an early detection, and it was just, like, it was all the right size, and it was lining up with the amount of time that had passed, uh, from our honeymoon, Thanksgiving, all that kind of stuff, just because I was really excited, and I was like, I'm 29, like, why would anything go wrong, yeah. kind of thing. We kind of went around and told some people. In about a quarter of all pregnancies, about 25% of miscarriages, that's a quarter, you know what a quarter is, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a quarter of all pregnancies end in miscarriage, um, and they actually think that that statistic is higher, um but the, just that it happens earlier and that people don't even realize that they're pregnant. They just kind of think that they're period sleep. But 25% of mis uh, pregnancies will end in a miscarriage, and that's absolutely through no fault of anybody. Typically a genetic abnormality that happens, so something happens where um, like the baby probably wouldn't have survived and thrived. Mm, uh, yeah. Sometimes they do survive, like those kind of pregnancies do survive, and then, you know, we get all those kind of like random crazy cases um and then there's the more kind of standard average ones where i mean like we screen for down syndrome and people choose to abort but sometimes down syndrome is the cause of an abort uh, miscarriage which technically can be referred to as an abortion but a spontaneous abortion is what it's called what yeah that sounds horrible is it yeah. horrible no oh, okay um, so <laughs> The spontaneous abortion is, like, your body decides to, uh, to abort. Um, oh, just, like, like, suddenly. Spontaneously. Sporadically, you suddenly... Exactly. Um, a therapeutic um, abortion is what I ended up having to have as well, uh, which is where they go in medically and remove the quote-unquote products of conception. If there's any kind of tissue that remains inside, then you can get sick. Um, and then there's an elective abortion, which is where you decide to go in and end a viable pregnancy. So if I say abortion, it's not really because I choose to, but just because that is medically accurate. Like, I had a massive panic attack, and I was having a panic attack, like, all throughout the night, and, like, it kept recurring, and I would, like, calm down and relax a little bit, and then it would come back up, and I kept freaking out and Aaron like was laying on the couch that we're on right now and he was laying with his head in my lap and he reached up and just like poked me <laughs> in the chin and I just burst into tears just like started 
sobbing. I was having, like, one of my biggest struggles with when I was pregnant was, like, weight gain. So I felt like I was just, like, this giant bloated whale. And, like, I had this little bump and, like... It was was a really cute bump. (laughs) I was getting so chubby and my clothes weren't fitting me, so I was just feeling so bad. And then, like, I'm looking down at him and so, like, I have a little bit of a double chin, but honestly, like, not really. But he reached up and just fucking, like, poked it and I just... <laughs> just like started losing my shit. And to me, to me, not that it's probably true at all, that is when the heart stopped beating and that is when my miscarriage started, but that's probably not true at all. Um <laughs> I just need to tell myself that. No, that's reasonable. Um <laughs> so it was Aaron's fault. Yes. Um anyway, now a word from our sponsors. No, just kidding. <laughs> sponsors already that's amazing oh yeah anchor actually there's gonna be like a mid-roll ad being like hey anchor is so great and so easy to use and i mean we'll find out if this episode goes up then it's easy to use because i I figured it out (laughs) so far it seems like this like whole platform is really cool feel free to use this in your ad because like (laughs) the ad's gonna be a whole separate thing i know (laughs) i absolutely know Oh, um, but, but anyway, so yeah. Aaron poked you in the chin, and then... Yeah. But so, oh. I went to bed, and I think it was... I think that was Monday night. And, like, I had been freaking out at work, came home, was freaking out all night long, didn't have a good sleep, so I was like, guys, I am, like, exhausted and, like, just too pregnant to go on. And <laughs> so I decided <laughs> to stay home, and they were like, yeah, cool, I get it, we've all been pregnant, we've all been there, we get it. Um... That I was just chilling on this couch. Again, this very couch where we sit. <laughs> if you want to get rid of it, I volunteer. <laughs> it's a good couch, eh? Right? Yeah. Um, it just has so many stains on it because we eat on it all the time. And you have miscarriages on it. Yes. Just that one time. Mm, just the one time. Hopefully. Fuck. God. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. That's basically what happened is I got up to go to the bathroom and was like, hmm, it feels kind of like wet down there. Um, but you can get... I, you can get all kinds of things going like on with spotting your, and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can get spotting, which is kind of normal within your first 12 weeks, uh, to a degree. Um, you get, there's, like, some kind of, like, white discharge that's totally normal, and it's just, like, your cervix, like, closing up. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, like, Luco something. I don't remember. So, like, I had been experiencing that, so I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I could feel a little bit of dampness down there. And I went up and was like, I have to pee because I have to pee all the time. And when I went and wiped, there was blood. And Mm. holy shit. And I started freaking out and I crying and I called my husband and I was like, I'm bleeding. And he was like, get a Band-Aid. And I was like, no, honey, I am bleeding. We need to go to urgent care. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, fuck. And came home. And so I'm freaking out, and I'm texting these guys again. I'm never going to forget the stomach drop that we all collectively had when you sent those two words to the group chat. I'm bleeding with a period at the end. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know that is a serious thing. Like, I'm sorry to be all like, oh my god, she didn't say LOL. Like, is something wrong? Is she mad? But, like, you can just tell from the tone of the two words and that dot. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, like, 
she is bleeding. Like, yeah. she's not like, oh, cut myself bleeding. Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. It was brutal. And I think... I don't know how much I said to you guys, but, like, Natasha called me pretty much instantly, I think, because she was like, are you breathing, I think, is what she said. And I was like, no, <laughs> because oh, I was, God. like, hyperventilating and sobbing. And so she called me and tried to just, like, talk me down. And then my doorbell rang, and it was, like, five-ish minutes after I had called Aaron. And he only works across town, so I thought he was home already. And um, Black Friday had just passed, I think. Right, yeah. Um so we had ordered a crib because we were 10 weeks along and I was like, hey, like, it's a really good deal on a crib and like a mattress and like these things, these baby wipes, like maybe we should get some stuff like, like we can always wait until like Boxing Day and there'll be Boxing Day sales and stuff like that and probably New Year's sales. But like this might be a really good opportunity kind of thing. And Aaron was like kind of finally on board with pregnancy and everything like that. I think after he saw the ultrasound and saw that it was, like, real, he was like, oh, okay, this is a thing that's actually happening and, like, not a joke. She's not just, like, yeah. hey. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think for him at first it just it wasn't real. Um, totally. Which makes sense because it's not happening to him. He doesn't. Yeah. Like, he doesn't I mean, feel any different. I mean, you didn't yeah. feel any different, but the. Yeah. You know. um, at some point, I had, like, I did begin to feel the breast tenderness and I had food aversions and my sense of smell was, like, super, super heightened. Um, but I never had morning sickness. I had some nausea and, like, heartburn and stuff like that. Um, but not morning sickness, which I had talked to people and they were like, I've never had morning sickness. And I'm like, six months pregnant. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And then, so when I opened the door, it was the delivery guys and they were bringing me my crib. <laughs> <laughs> what time? And they looked, that was a sneeze. Okay. Like, why is Bolin hissing? Is he still hurting about this too? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cat sneeze. There was a lot of dogs in the house after the miscarriage so he probably is still mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, like, these people, this man who was at my door was... Like, I'm on the phone with Natasha sobbing, and this man who looks nothing like my husband, because <laughs> I thought Aaron was just, like, running up, ringing the doorbell, like, running back to the car, like, let's go kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I thought he was just trying to be fast. So I was, like, there with shoes on, like, ready to go, and this man is there, and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, and he was like, we're just here to make a delivery, and I was like, fuck because I knew exactly what this was and I had also ordered maternity clothes um but those hadn't shown up yet um uh, but so they were delivering my crib and my crib mattress so I'm like yeah cool just like fucking throw it in my house awesome like I need to go to the hospital so I need you to hurry up and they were like are are you okay and I'm like it's fucking fine like nothing you can do my husband's going like let's go yeah kind of thing. we went to urgent care and they did not have a strong enough ultrasound. Um, there was a mom and her kid who had been in urgent care before us, and they only have one private room um, within the urgent care where we live. Uh, so that's their gynecology room. Mm. Uh, so nobody can walk in on them. But unfortunately, this mother and their kid were in there so that the kid could be private kind of thing, um, which I understand. But it was taking them a long-ass time to get out. So I had oh, to yeah. wait for a long time and, like... This kid came in who had like, <laughs> your cats are fighting. <laughs> yeah, they do that. <laughs> um, 
But, like, this kid came in with, like, a sprained ankle and, like, this pregnant woman who's bleeding. Bye, kid with a sprained ankle. Like, watching just, like, five, six people go by before I got called in. What the thing is, is that I wasn't in any pain. My blood pressure was fine. Oh. Um, and I wasn't bleeding heavily. So they were like, you're probably okay. You're probably just spotting. Like, you're kind of at that mark where, like, mm. I don't know. She said there was, like, implantation bleeding. But as far as I know, implantation bleeding is, like... Before, like, as it's implanted? Yeah, like, like a couple weeks sooner than that. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I say, you know, the, the medical professionals the, we are. I'm a makeup artist. I know everything about implantation bleeding, okay? Right? I shouldn't hate on the urgent care people because they were really actually quite lovely. Like, they felt bad for me. They were like, are you, like, are you okay? Like, do we need to, like, just put you somewhere kind of thing? Um, and I managed to hold out until we got in the room and it was fine. And she came in and they do not have a strong enough ultrasound machine. I think I said that, but this happened around like two o'clock in the afternoon. By the time I got in and they did the ultrasound, it was about 4.30 and all the ultrasound centers in our city close at 4.30. So unfortunately I could not go in anywhere for an urgent ultrasound. My option would have been to go to emergency in um, Calgary. That didn't happen. They were like, here is a requisition. I think you're just having some quote unquote implantation bleeding. The ultrasound showed that the baby was there and this one was done transabdominally, uh, which I mentioned mm. before, there was a big black hole. This time there was a baby. You could see little nugget in there and you could see it transabdominally, which meant that it had kept growing. So seems I, fine. Seems fine. Yeah. Um, now the ultrasound wasn't strong enough to detect a heartbeat, but you could see that it was still there. So... We went home and just tried to relax. Of course, when we got home, the crib and was there, yeah. <laughs> everything is just sitting there and it's blocking our stairwell. We have a very narrow, narrow uh, entrance way into our house. So I was like, well, we have to carry this upstairs. We'll put it in the baby's room. And Aaron's like, should you be carrying anything right now? And I'm like, whatever is going on is going on. Like... It, yeah. carrying this I don't think is gonna fucking help or hurt me right now so let's just fucking do it because I was frustrated at that point god you're like Juno <laughs> loading the lawn furniture or I mean the living room furniture yes. onto the lawn I like it but you know much more disheartening she successfully had a child <gasps> true she just oh gave it touche up. oh which is a responsible choice for a child. So we did that. I tried to go to bed. I um, kept smoking weed because I was like, well, again, what damage is it going to do at this point? And I need to relax and sleep somehow. I need to try to take care of myself. So I drugged myself with weed, <laughs> which luckily was legal at the time. So judge me all you will. I don't really mind that much. It helped me at the time. And has continued to help me since. And it's legal in Canada. So, fuck it. Oh, yeah. No, we don't judge people on this I know podcast. you don't. <laughs> well, people listening, they wouldn't... They. <laughs> I'm throwing up peace signs right now for those who can't see me. But she doesn't. She's uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Oh, my God. You know me. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, you came home from the hospital, crashed straight into the reality like oh look there's a crib yeah in the home that was just urgent care because we went to the oh, hospital right. the next day um so 
I woke up, I think, at like four in the morning. I called the ultrasound place. I called everyone in Airdrie at like five in the morning was like, I know you guys open at seven. So like, I'm going to start drinking water now and I'm going to show up at your door at 730 for the ultrasound. Okay. Like I was just trying to be as like prepared as I possibly could be for whatever was going to happen. Oh. And I couldn't sleep at all because obviously I was stressed and worried. And um, at some point, I started kind of having more, like, red blood before it had just been kind of brown. Mm, so um, more fresh. Yeah. So when it's brown, like, sometimes when you get your period, you'll have, like, brown blood. And that's kind of what they refer to as old blood or oxidized blood. Um, meaning that it's been, like, in there for a while. And it's not, like, you're not currently bleeding. Um, but so I started to have more red blood more frequently. And I was having pain. Um so my husband has to get up and go to work at five in the morning and he was like, are you okay? Do you want me to take your urgent care? And I'm like, no, it's fine. Urgent care said I should just relax and just go to the ultrasound and just, you know, be cool. It's fine. Everything's fine. We'll deal with it from there. Uh, urgent care told me to come back to urgent care after I had the ultrasound to go over results and everything. Uh, so that was my plan. Um, by seven o'clock, um, I, like I said, was bleeding more and more pain and was like, I don't know what to do, but like, I don't want to be alone right now. So Aaron left work, came, took me to urgent care again. Um, he got me through like the triaging process and they got me in right away because obviously it was really early in the morning. And he unfortunately had to go back to work cause he's the only person at his work who can do his job. Uh, so he had to leave. Uh, so I tried to call my mom and see if she could come. And of course, it's obviously rush hour at that time yeah. at seven in the morning. So she was like, I'll try to get there kind of as soon as possible. I'll take the dog for a walk, whatever. Um, and the doctor that came in um, was a resident, which no shame on her. She's learning how to do her job. That's cool. And she did her job very well. But she did basically explain that since I was having pain and I was bleeding more, uh, that I was probably having a miscarriage. And, uh, so they came in and they were like, we want you to go for your ultrasound. We've called and got you unbooked for 11 o'clock or 11.15, I think was the time. And that's here and this is how you prepare and whatever, whatever. And when you do that, come back here, we'll see you again and we'll get you referred to the early pregnancy loss clinic, um, which is a clinic in Calgary and they hook you up with doctors that will perform the um, abortion or what's called a dilatation and curatage because people don't like the term abortion. Uh, <laughs> but that's basically where they go in and scoop everything out kind of, I think I said earlier. Yeah. So that was my plan. Uh, by that point, my mom had made her way into our city and um, Aaron had told his boss, like, I'm not coming back to work kind of thing. Like, this is happening. This is a shitty thing. Yeah. And he was kind of texting his boss and his boss was like super, super supportive. And that was awesome. And so my mom came and she brought the dog. <laughs> so yeah, I was here. And so she was making me very happy. So that was nice. And by the time I had left urgent care, uh, I was bleeding like very, very heavily. Um, I tried to go to the one bathroom that I knew existed and, 
uh, there was somebody in there. The door was locked and these like old people are like, is somebody in there? I'm so sorry. Like they had no idea what was going on with me. Um, <laughs> but they were like, they're just were, so sweet. Yeah. They're <laughs> being so kind. So it was nice. And then finally, like one of the service workers, like a cleaner there was like, there's another bathroom over here. And luckily they have like the giant maxi pads in there. Oh, that's But good. so I had no idea what was going on down there yet. I could just kind of feel that there was like more wetness I didn't know what the degree was and Mm. so when I went to the bathroom and I finally sat down the adjustment of my hips and body just (gasps) caused like this gush of tissue and blood and fluid and all this stuff and I just started sobbing instantly the toilet bowl was just painted red and my underwear was just like completely destroyed And I just was crying, and I just made my way over, and I got another maxi pad, and I put one in, because that's all I could really do at that point. Yeah. And uh, this urgent care center happens to be located near a shopper's drug mart, so after that point, um, I was discharged, I was free to go, um, because they couldn't do anything for me there. Um, But they were just like, people deal with this at home all the time, and um, in fact, my sister-in-law who did say that uh, we were allowed to talk about this. Uh, she had had a miscarriage just a couple of weeks beforehand, but hers was nothing like this at all. Um, yeah, she made that pretty clear in the group chat when yeah, you said you were bleeding. Because she told us a couple days kind of after the fact, and I was like, Amanda, why didn't you tell us? Like, this is, that's not cool. You got to tell us these things. Like, we're here to be here for you. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like, I've had four miscarriages. Like, I kind of know how to deal with it now and that kind of thing. And I wasn't really, like, convinced I was going to be pregnant. So I was kind of prepared to have a miscarriage. So it was, like, yeah, totally different scenarios. But anyways, she had kind of made it sound like it was totally manageable. Uh, She runs, like, this big market thing. And she went and ran this whole thing while actively having a miscarriage in a different city yeah from her husband from her dog like her like nowhere near any kind of like comfort she's a badass she's gonna survive the apocalypse for sure seriously um so i was like okay like i just gotta fucking prepare myself so after i was discharged i like had my plan okay Um, Aaron was on his way. He just had to get his shit in order at work. Um, so I went over to the shoppers and by the time it was about like probably a five minute walk, I grabbed the maxi pads, went to the counter sobbing. Oh yeah. (laughs) The person there is like ringing me through, like you're having a really bad period. I don't know. That happened. And then I left the store, felt like I was about to puke. And, um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but before you puke, you get like a bunch of saliva in your mouth. Yes, that happened to me the other day. I was so hungry. I got like yes, n- nauseous. super nauseous. If yeah. you swallow it, you can usually make yourself puke. Um, it's kind of like it has like enzymes in it that like activate that in your body. Um, and if you spit it out, you usually don't puke. That's really good to know. Like if you're drunk, I find it happens all the time when I like drink oh, heavily yeah. and then I like spit it out and then I just like drink some water and I'm like, yeah, I survived. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> You know why you can drink right now? (laughs) Because I'm not pregnant. Yeah, so 
I went outside and like spat all of this saliva in the handicapped stall. <laughs> and like the woman who just rang me through, like is watching me through the window. Like what the fuck is going on? Like this is the most hungover emotional period woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, what is this? And by that point, like, I could feel that, like, the pad I had literally put in not even 10 minutes ago was just filling up again. And so I go into, I'm like, do you have a bathroom? And I go into the shopper's Go use their bathroom. Fucking destroy their bathroom. So that's <laughs> painting two. the town red tonight, Jill. Fucking two. Two bathrooms that I've hit. Yes, paint it red. So I changed everything over. Aaron came and got me. I think I like put a fucking like plastic bag down on his seat so I didn't ruin his seat with blood. Um, I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah. And he like, I don't think he said like anything. Like, I don't think we said anything in, like, the 10-minute drive home. And then the dog came and everything like that. And um, typically when you go for, like, a obstetrical ultrasound, they ask you to drink, like, two liters of liquid mm. um, so that your bladder's full so that they get a good um, imaging thing. I don't know. It has to do with the sound waves and how it bounces off your bladder. Oh, yeah. If your bladder is full, then it, like, has a good thing to reflect off of, I guess. My bladder was too full when I went for an ultrasound. Yes, that can happen. Because they <laughs> say to drink two much. liters, and that's, like, that's a lot. <laughs> and I cheated. I drank some on the way, and then they saw it in my stomach. Like, of course they're gonna catch you, Kalayla. <laughs> they're looking inside your body. That might as well be your soul. Like, they're that's gonna true. catch you. Especially the stomach. Yeah. It's definitely the soul. <laughs> oh, yeah, for me, for sure. <laughs> um, so we're all just chilling at home, you know, just, like, trying to take it easy. Aaron's just, like, texting his boss, being like, yeah, it's so much worse now, and my mom's here, and just, like, we're trying to keep me happy with the dog. And I get up, and I can just, like, every time Ugh. my body changes position, it's like when you have a really heavy period and you're using pads, and you can feel oh, it, like... you <sighs> feel the gush. Yeah. yeah. So bad. And so, like, I had come home, and because, like, my pants were ruined by that point, I had gone upstairs to our bedroom, grabbed myself, like, new pants and stuff like that, and, like, set everything up to, like, miscarry in my master bedroom. But oh. went back downstairs... <laughs> To go hang out with my husband and my mother. Um, so all my supplies and everything were upstairs and I was downstairs. So when I was like, oh, I can feel it. Like I need to go change it again. And like, keep in mind, this is happening every like probably 10 to 20 minutes. Oh my God. I have to go upstairs to do it. And so one time I go into our downstairs bathroom and deal with stuff there and... My mom comes and, like, knocks on the door, and I I never close the door in my house when I go to the bathroom just because it's my fucking house. <laughs> so my mom, like, peeks in, and she can see, like, like my legs are, like, covered, covered in blood. Like, she can see it again, like, radiating out of the toilet. And I'm like, honey, like, I need you to bring me new underwear and, like, my, like, new pants. I need, I need you to go get me new stuff from, like, everything upstairs. And so he brings me all the new stuff. And literally, as soon as I put it on, flush the toilet, get up, like, wash my hands, and, like, get around the corner, I can feel it again. So I'm like, oh okay, I'm gonna go upstairs. And so by the time I make my way upstairs, where I have 
a full bathroom because it's only a half bath on our main level. That makes it sound like our house is fancy. It's not that fancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have two bathrooms. We're so fancy. Uh, what's wrong with me? Okay, um, so... <laughs> By the time I get upstairs, I get to literally the top step and I can feel it just like puddling down my legs and there were drops of blood on the carpet. Oh, you have three bathrooms. We do have three Because there's the one at the top of the stairs. Yes. Where... And that... We have two full bathrooms. Yeah, no big deal or anything. They're pretty fancy. <laughs> Not fancy enough to have a baby. You make the same bad jokes that I do, which I also appreciate because my sister-in-law also made a bad joke about her miscarriage, and I was like, that is not fucking cool. That is a baby. No. And now I'm making terrible jokes about my miscarriage, so I'm like, I get it. I have all the nausea and breast tenderness, but you know, still miscarrying. Hashtag pregnant, but not really. <laughs> You should have sent her a selfie from your master bath in your fancy house. Just, like, have your butler take a picture of you, Ellen DeGeneres style. <laughs> hashtag relatable. Just, like, hashtag pregnant, but not really. Just, like, legs crossed in fancy heels on the With toilet. the blood streaming oh, yeah. down my legs. And, like, toilet paper wrapped around all yeah. sexy-like, you yeah. know? Fakin'. Fakin'? Fakin'. Fakin' making miscarriage glamorous. Soft glam. <laughs> that's oh. only funny for us. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Anyways, I pretty much rushed to my main bath, my master bath at that point, and um, kind of alternated between sitting on the toilet, throwing up in the tub, which I hadn't eaten anything since the night Ugh. before. Um, which we had brie, which when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to eat soft cheeses. And I, I was mean, like, like, fuck that shit. I'm going to smoke weed and eat brie that has been baked in the oven. So it's fucking fine. And not give a shit about anything right now. I mean, whatever's happening is happening at that point. Exactly. So it wasn't the fucking brie and it wasn't me smoking weed, but it happened. What? That sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Yeah, so I would be either, like, throwing up just, like, the yellow stomach bile that you get. Ugh. Um, and then I would, like, I tried to take, like, a Pepto to, like, suppress my nausea. Like, I didn't know what was happening, but my body was probably going into a state of shock at that point. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, that's what my mom says happened anyways. She was trained to be a nurse, like, way back in the day. You know, back when they didn't do, like, a ton of training for nurses. So <laughs> so does it even count? Exactly. Like, she never pursued that as a career, so how much does I mean, she really know? Your mom's allowed to know things, even though she's not a nurse. No, she's actually an incredibly intelligent woman, and she's very smart about these things. We love Karen. Snaps for Karen. I really love her. She's a great mom. And so they were like, just holler if you need any help. And they're like down here talking and like, <laughs> my mom's trying to like comfort my husband and my husband's like trying to comfort fucking grandma who's losing her baby. Like it was all, it was oh, all very sad. So dramatic and I mean, that's traumatic. Really and... what happened, right? Like yeah. it was her grandchild that I was going to be giving her. So it sucked for everybody. <laughs> Um, and so at some point I would move over into the tub because I was just covered in blood. 
Um, and I think at that point, like, I was wearing, like, a little, like, sports bra and, like, no underwear. Like, I was completely oh, yeah. naked, basically. Um, and my mother saw me like that and my husband saw me like that and it was not flattering at all. Um, and so I was sitting in the tub with, like, just, like, a couple inches of water uh, that was very quickly turning red like a fucking oh, yeah. shark accident. <laughs> Um, and my mom came in and she was like, holy fuck, like, the toilet seat was open. Oh, and yeah. the, like, the toilet seat was red, even though I hadn't touched it. Like, it was just, like, the reflection the splash, of the color. Yeah. And, like, it was so bad. And I was just like, nothing surviving this. Like, I don't know what to do. And I had called HealthLink um, in the morning being like, my pain is worse and I'm bleeding a little bit more. And the health link nurse I had spoken to at that time um, was like, how much are you bleeding? Are you filling a pad like less than every hour? And I was like, no. Like at that point it was nothing. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm really not yeah. having a problem kind of thing. And I think it was around like five in the morning and she was like, okay, but I think you should go and see like urgent care or like somebody see a doctor within the next four hours. And I was like, okay, cool. So by that point it was getting closer to 11 o'clock and I couldn't drink anything for the ultrasound, so I was like, well, there's no point in fucking going. Yeah, because they won't be able to see anything in there, so I was just like, not gonna worry about it. And so I called HealthLink again and was like, what do you think I should do? Because at this point, like I had said, I was filling a pad every 10 to 20 minutes. Um, which, if, if you're somebody who does not experience menstruation, that is a lot. A pad is supposed to last you, like three to six hours or something like mm -hmm. and especially those giant like yeah huge like ones that you would have been using like it's probably like a foot long literally yeah and like it's just filled with like absorbent diaper material so i mean if you well, i mean if you have babies you have a wife so you probably know how menstruation works but it's a fuck ton of liquid that can fill in those things um and it wasn't just liquid like it's tissue yeah um because like you have a baby in there and a placenta and all that fleshy stuff that grows in your uterus before you get your period was growing in there before this baby implanted. So there's a bunch of stuff in there. So when I was on the phone with HealthLink, I was trying to like give her my symptoms, tell her what's going on. And then I'm just like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak to my husband because I'm about to throw up. And I just yeah gave the phone to Aaron, started vomiting Again, nothing, because there's nothing in my stomach. And he is really not good with blood. He hadn't come upstairs to see me at that point. Um, so he didn't really, like, know how bad it was. And he had, like, kind of, like, gone around the corner and was, like, taking some deep breaths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because not only am I vomiting, but there's blood everywhere. And I'm, like, in just serious amounts of distress. He doesn't like to see me like that, obviously. Um... And the health link woman is like, no, I need you to look at her. Like, I need you to tell me if, like, she's going to fall over. Like, you need to be there to protect her if something happens and she passes out. Like, you have to be able to take care of her. So he fucking sucked it up. And Champ. I remember, like, seeing him, like, in between, like, vomiting and, like, taking deep breaths and stuff like that. Like, I could see his eyes, like, welling up and him, like, like taking deep breaths and, like, coughing because he was so, like, yeah. disturbed and all <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh, am I married? She's revolting. <laughs> Ew. Oh.
Oh, my poor sweet husband. He's so good. Sometimes when I cuddle the cats, Aaron's like, why are you trying to breastfeed them? <laughs> because I'm traumatized, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, he is on the phone with HealthLink. They are like, why you just stay and cuddle with me? That's a weird thing for HealthLink to tell you. <laughs> oh, Man. that's absolutely a sign that he loves it. Okay. All right, I tried. He sometimes is very nice and, like, will cuddle and snuggle and it's cute. He has okay. too much energy right now, I think. HealthLink is like, can you drive her to the hospital? And he's like, no, because he doesn't really think I can handle the drive for one thing. Yeah. Um, but also he's like, I will probably be too worried about you, like, to just have you sitting next to me kind of thing and, like, yeah. be in distress. So they call the ambulance. They arrive very shortly. Um, I, like, put on some kind of pants and, like, whatever. I'm sitting here waiting. And they come in and they take my blood pressure and they're like, are you sure you're feeling okay? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, your blood pressure is like 139 over whatever, which is a relatively normal uh, blood pressure, I think. So they're like, okay, well, you seem okay. Like, can you move yourself? Like, do we need to get the stretcher? No, I can walk to the ambulance myself. How's your pain level? It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to set up a, an IV. Blah, blah, blah. So they take me. Um, and they're like, where do you want to go? And they offered like some rural sites. And I was like, no, please just take yeah. me to Calgary. Um, I chose Peter Lougheed hospital because it's, um, one where I was going to deliver anyways. Um, uh, but two, our friend Caitlin, um, works right near there as well. So, um, I was just like, if I need somebody else, that's not my husband or yeah, I need totally. somewhere to go to like, Katie will be there kind of thing, because this was early in the morning by this point. Um, it was around, like, 11.15, and they were like, damn it, if we had got here, like, 10 minutes sooner, we could have taken you to the ultrasound and then taken you to mm. the hospital. Um, but whatever, didn't really matter. They gave me morphine uh, in the ambulance. Um, by the time, like, I had... As soon as Aaron called the ambulance and they said that they were going to be here in about 10 minutes, I put on... I got dressed, basically. Um, and by the time they had got here, did my blood pressure, got me in the ambulance as we're, like, walking out the door, I'm like, I'm going to need to change, like, my pad again. Like, I'm bleeding already. And he was like, it's okay, we'll just put, like, a soaker pad down. Mm. And then they didn't have any soaker pads. Oh, good. Naturally. So I just had to lay there... In a pool of my own blood for um, the trip into Calgary to go to the hospital. Cute. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fun. it was awesome. And probably had, like, a big heart-shaped, you know. It is Valentine's Day that we're recording. Oh, this. yeah. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Cute. So excited. So they took me to the hospital. By the time they gave me some uh, morphine, I was... What they had to do was they gave me a IV in my hand, and it was just, I think, just a line at that point. I don't think there was, like, bags and stuff involved. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just so they could, like, give me morphine injections. And I was, like, looking back, I think what I was doing when I would, like, throw up is, because that's when, like, a lot of pain would come. I think I was having contractions. Oh. Um, because at that point... The baby would have been about almost two inches long. Oh my gosh. So, 
I mean, I wish I had a ruler, but they said it's like, it's a little bit bigger than like a fig or like probably a small lime. Yeah. Um, that's like a big strawberry. That's like a Costco strawberry. Actually, it's probably about like the size of a menstrual cup. Oh yeah. That's probably about yeah, totally. two inches, two to three inches. If you've used a menstrual cup, you know that that can fit inside you yeah. <laughs> relatively easily. I mean, you have um, to fold it up, but it opens again. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, technically I did have to give birth to this thing is what happens. It's like, this is super preterm labor. Yeah. But by this point, so I don't know if I mentioned, actually, I was about 11 weeks and three days. When we got to emergency, they wheeled me in uh, to emerge, got me all triaged and checked in and whatever else, and then somebody helped me into the bathroom. So I destroyed another bathroom that's two in my house and two out in the public and then wow. one at the hospital. Killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By that point, I am moved into a room. Again, this is a private room for gynecological reasons, which is... Very lovely, because going through the rest of the emergency department, fuck that. There was, however, a dude in another bed that was having a time, and he would just be like, Oh Oh my gosh. The whole time, and I'm sitting there like... What was going on with him? I don't know. A male abortion? Like, like, (laughs) I was having a miscarriage, and, like, I was not fucking moaning and screaming. I don't know, Maybe he was impaled by something. (laughs) He was not. Oh. He was having some gastrointestinal discomfort. Oh. Oh, discomfort? Yeah. I don't know. Was it, like... Like, the emerge nurses... (laughs) The emerge nurses were like, he's being a bit of a bitch. Like... Not an emergency. And he had, like, a whole family show up. Like, there was a whole gaggle of them at some point. I only saw this through the tiny window in my room. That was not soundproof enough is basically the point I'm trying to get at. But, anyways. Oh, you've got it so hard in your (laughs) private room. Like, this guy's going through something, and you have the nerve to judge him. Right. Oh, wait, why are you there again? (laughs) Right. Um, So, the room is right next to the bathroom, but it's the bathroom for all the patients. Oh, no. So, that's, you know, wonderful for everybody else there who's not bleeding from their vagina. And... So I have to go out, and by this point I'm not wearing... Actually, no, I am still wearing underwear, because I want something to fucking catch the blood. Yeah. But literally every time I go, I'm not wearing pants at this point. I do still have my shirt and bra on, just because nobody's doing anything up there. Fine. Um, The pants have long been evacuated. Um, (laughs) The So I have to get up every now and then to go to the bathroom to try to fucking, like, deal with this stuff, because otherwise I'm just laying in a pool of my own blood, and, like, sometimes I have to pee, sometimes I don't. So, every time I go up, there's, like, little drops of blood on the floor, and then somebody comes in and asks me for a urine sample, and I try, and it's just, the whole thing is filled with, like, blood clots and, yeah, like, tissue. Yeah, Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, yeah, you're not getting a fucking urine sample anytime soon, like, unless you're putting a catheter yeah. in. I'm not... Sorry. <laughs> I remember another nurse came back later and I was like, they wanted a urine sample and she had seen, like, what... They had given me, like, um, disposable underwear at that oh, point. Yeah. Which are incredible, by the way. Everybody always talks about them. You usually get them, like, after you've had a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
they're just like they're mesh and they come like up to your tits Ooh. but like it's like built in like absorbable underwear it's oh. magic it's magic they're so good and they're so comfortable because it's just like a cotton like sea of cotton it's great anyways <laughs> um so i had had those so this woman had come in to help me like change them or whatever and so she saw it she was like yeah i'm not that worried about a urine sample yeah um it's, i mean like you kind you kind of knew at that point what was yeah potentially happening yeah and so they had taken my blood at urgent care um and I don't think they did again in the morning, but when I got to emergency, they had had my blood results from the day before, and the IV is put into a vein, so they were able to take blood samples when I got to emergency. Um, and so they were like, yeah, your beta HCG levels, which is the hormone you release when you're pregnant, um, which is from the developing embryo, um, your beta HCG levels are dropping. Which me, which is what happens when you have a miscarriage. I was like, yeah. Like, you think? <laughs> looking down at my bloody red vagina, laying in pools of blood. There's blood on my elbows, like, yeah, the in story places checks I didn't out. even know. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay. And so they're like, you have, I don't know, like, you have several options, basically. Um, one was to go home and deal with this myself. Um... Because they explained that typically the amount of blood and stuff I was experiencing right now would probably stop at some point. Um, like I would within, hope so. <laughs> within like a shorter time frame, like within 24 to 48 hours kind of thing. Oh, okay. So they were like, you can deal with this at home. Um, you can have a um, DNC, a dilatation and curatage, which is what I ended up going with, or I think there was maybe a third option, but I don't really remember what it was. But I was still bleeding quite heavily for probably about 12 hours, and I still hadn't eaten anything at this point. Um, they had hooked me up to an IV so that I could be hydrated, uh, but that gives you, like, cotton mouth, um, so you just start oh, yeah. really, really dry in the mouth, and so my lips were, like, starting to get chapped, and I couldn't take anything orally so I didn't aspirate in case I went into surgery um, mm. which is where like you throw up and then you breathe back in and it goes into your lungs and it's bad yeah that sounds like a bad time yeah so they, they were like when have you last eaten have you eaten in 12 hours and I'm like I haven't eaten since eight o'clock last night it is 10 p.m yeah like 24 hours please fucking do this now oh my god um but anyways I elected to have the DNC done just because I wanted the bleeding to stop as soon as possible. Because um, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this at home. Like, yeah. this is too much kind of thing. At some point, you guys came in. Yeah, it was, uh, I think after work, Katie went and grabbed Aaron's house keys. And she said that he just looked white as a sheet, like, didn't really say anything. Just, here's the keys, okay. And then, um... Me, Katie, and Amanda came driving up, um, had a little cleaning party to get, you know, any sign of a child ever out of here. A silver lining, I guess, to Amanda's multiple miscarriages is that she knew what was going to tear you apart to see when you came home. So she was just like, 
the maternity clothes, the the bankies, like the there was some baby thing that we found and like, oh my god, the ultrasound, get it off the fridge, like we're getting everything out of the house. Go, yeah. go, go, go. And it was it was nice. I mean like I, it wasn't a happy experience, but it was like I'm so glad that this is a thing that can happen, that like we can get the house cleaned up. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to see the toilet <laughs> after all of that. Like that's not something you needed to come home and see. Were you the one who cleaned it? Yes. I don't even know like what the state of the bathroom. Oh was. yeah, I didn't. I didn't want Amanda to be the one to clean the toilet. Feel you know, I felt like maybe that was not an appropriate job for her in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was like coated in blood. Oh my god. I like I I literally had no idea because like I was either sitting on the toilet or sitting in the bathtub and there's just like blood everywhere so I had like no idea so I was like I was like oh and I I think I said something to Aaron about like I don't want to know what the bathroom looks like at home after I had, like, destroyed all these bathrooms yeah. throughout the city. Like, the blood would be, like, dripping down my legs, and so, like, I'm not wearing socks in a hospital. <laughs> Just so gross. But, like, it's dripping down my legs, so I'm like, I don't want to ruin my socks. <laughs> Get them all covered in fucking blood. I need to try to preserve the clothing I have. Luckily, Peter Lougheed is near a mall, so Aaron oh, went yeah. and got me new clothes and underwear. He paid $24 for a pair of underwear and $12 for a pair of pajama pants. Wow. It's like, you couldn't have found cheaper options for underwear? And he was like, it was the first store I saw, okay? I was panicked. Was it, like, Victoria's Secret? No, it was from the Bay. Oh. They are very comfy underwear, though. He oh, got them in good. black so that it didn't show blood. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I never realized what the bathroom was like. That was one of the, like, weirdest things coming home. And I actually discussed this with my therapist. Oh, God, did we make it worse? No, but okay. she was like, you didn't make that choice. So... It's very strange and affronting for you to come home and be like, nothing happened. Totally. I was wondering if that was going to be a thing that happened. I and think I wasn't, we all were, but... I wasn't, like, I wasn't sad about it, but it was like, I didn't notice, like, I'm getting water at my fridge where the ultrasound picture had been, and it wasn't there, just the magnet was there, and I didn't notice. It was when I went upstairs, because I have to take antidepressants daily for a number of reasons, not exclusively this. I did that before. And I was taking pregnancy safe ones if anybody's gonna make a fucking comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're all here to judge you, Jill, don't worry. I know. Um, I'm super judgeable, so it's fine. Oh, what was that? I don't know. A cat? Oh, there's one under the couch. Okay, oh. the couch from Miss Care just happened. Ooh, magic. Anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah, so sorry we came barging in with no. our good intentions no. and gave the road to hell. Not at all. Um, I When I went upstairs to take my antidepressants, thank you for reminding me where I was going. Mm. Jesus. So, when I went upstairs to take my antidepressants, I noticed that like my prenatal vitamins weren't there, and I was like, oh. My folic acid was still there, which is like essentially a prenatal vitamin. <laughs> so I was like... 
Huh. Like, I right. kind of laughed that like I was like, oh, they took the prenatal one that said like materna for pregnancy on it, <laughs> but they didn't take the other one that's like very specific for pregnancy as well. So that kind of made me laugh. And then I like realized, and then I like went into the baby's room and was like, the crib is gone. And then I went and checked the closet and was like, oh, they actually like took the crib. Okay. And like went around and was like. Oh, okay. And Aaron was like, they thought it would be best. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's cool. You got the the baby wipes that you said you got on sale. Those got delivered while we were here. And like, I didn't, I never knew that. Cause <laughs> I was like, honey, we should call Bed Bath and Beyond and be like, or wherever the fuck we got them from. I don't even remember. Um, I was like, we need to call them and be like, we never got those. And then you were like, oh yeah, those totally arrived. Yeah. Amanda has them. <laughs> Yeah, you got two baby-related deliveries while we were in your house cleaning up your miscarriage, and if that's not the most fucked-up thing you've heard today, what is? Like, are you fucking... I mean, like, other than the crib being delivered at the same time as your miscarriage starting, like... It was, like, that was... It's literally one of the worst experiences of my life. I don't know. I can't imagine why. I don't know what would actually be worse. I'm genuinely trying to think, and I, like, I think probably, like, my cousin's funeral, who was, like, killed in a car accident at 18, that was pretty traumatic. Yeah, I bet. But I actually think this tops it (laughs) for personal trauma anyways. That's pretty reasonable, I would Uh, say. mm. Because, like, Mm. I'm sure your cousin's family, they're all horribly, horribly sad about it. They're, you know, they're lost. Which was many years ago, and it was awful. But, um, no. But, like, you know, this happened to you and your body. Yeah. Like, I think that it's it's okay for that <laughs> to be a little bit worse. <laughs> for you, personally. It's, it's not yeah. selfish for you to say that this hurt you a little more. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Because, yeah, I did actually feel bad saying that. Um, anyways... As I said, Katie had, Katie works nearby. She actually works in an obstetrical clinic. Um, so one of her doctors uh, was actually on call. And the doctor that was on call before her, because by the time that I was like going into surgery, the doctor switched, the gynecologist on call. Um, but the one who was there uh, was Dr. Andrew Lee. He was my gynecologist for a previous uh, treatment I had had, so I knew him, so I was like, okay, cool, this is awesome, like, I know this guy, I respect him, I know he's not doing anything weird or funny, um, that's kind of cool, and then he was like, I'm actually gonna be gone by the time your surgery happens, and I was like, oh, yay, cool. Do you trust me? Yeah. Cool, bye. (laughs) Exactly. But, um... The other doctor that was coming on was Dr. Nass, I think is how Katie pronounces it. Um, but she actually works with Katie as well. So uh, I had kind of Katie to vouch for her and be like, no, no, she's awesome. She'll take good care of you. That's cool. Um, and Katie said, like, um, I think, like, the next day or so, at some point that week when Dr. Nass was in, she was like, did you know that girl? Was she a friend of yours? She was so sad. And, like, oh. she somehow just, like, knew that Katie knew me. <laughs> oh. And she was like, is she doing doing okay that's so sweet (laughs) yeah I was like that's really nice um so she was super kind and I met the anesthetist I can't remember his name but it was like hey penny or something I remember laughing about it and then one of the nurses that came in was like all fucking like bright and cheery and I'm like do you 
like you know where you are, ma'am. Read the room, Um, (laughs) or at least my chart. (laughs) Yeah, and so poor sweet Aaron like has been up since probably five in the morning, or at least four thirty in the morning, and it's like ten o'clock at night at this point. Um, and he's barely had like any kind of food. They ended up having to up me to hydromorphone, which is stronger than morphine um, because my pain level had kept getting worse. When they did the surgery, I was um, unconscious but able to breathe on my own. So I'm not 100% sure what exactly hmm. the sedation is called. Um, but I wasn't like intubated or anything like that. Uh, so that made me available for a short stay surgery. Um, so I got to go home within like a couple hours of recovering and waking up kind of thing. By that point, I think it was around midnight ish. Um, they were like, you have to stay for two hours. If you can pee on your own, you can walk around. Your blood pressure is over a hundred. Cause before I had mentioned I was like 139 or whatever. Um, they check your blood pressure and your vitals every couple like 30 minutes or to an hour or something like that in the emergency room and my blood pressure had started to drop once I was on the hydromorphone which makes sense um because it's gonna like seriously relax your body kind of thing and I think at some point like I slept like I was there in the hospital for I think like over 12 hours and I don't remember it um all so I don't exactly know. At some point, your body slept. Yeah, exactly. At some point, I was, like, kind of vaguely rested. They were trying to encourage me to spend the night so that I could just, like, get checked out in the morning and, like, make sure everything was going okay. But I was, at that point, fairly confident that I could recover at home. They kept checking my blood pressure. I was like, are you sure you're feeling okay? Are you sure you're okay? Because it was, like, 90 over, like, 60. (laughs) I was like, I feel... So much better than when I first came in here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'd say that's kind of fair. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And he was like, if you're... My nurse was a male nurse. Um, so that was, like, interesting. He was, like, he was adorable, too. Like, he was a very oh, attractive nice. man. And I come in from, like... I'm on the gurney, and, like, my legs are all propped up. Oh, and you're just spraying blood everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they've done everything now. Oh, um, At some point, actually, before I went into the surgery, they explained that sometimes, because um, what happens is, like, when you're pregnant, your cervix closes up. Right. And so when you are having a miscarriage, your cervix opens, like, very, very little amount because you're essentially giving birth, so your cervix starts to dilate again and open like it normally does. Um, And um, so, but blood clots can, like, get stuck in there, which can cause more blood clots and more bleeding. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, So at some point before I went in for surgery, they did just, like, a pelvic exam where, like, my feet and stirrups with a speculum, and they went in and they, like, physically took out the clots and everything. I don't think with their hand, I think with, like, a little, like, forceps or something. Um, So they went in and took those out, and then my bleeding did decrease. Um, So I think at that point, actually, I probably... By that point, I had signed consent and everything for the surgery already. Oh, yeah. But I think if they had done that before and then offered me surgery, I might have been like, I'm okay to recover at home because I was bleeding significantly less. Oh. But ultimately, I am fine with the decision I made. Um, And also, before I had my surgery, I just wanted to mention that my ultrasound 
Um, they did another ultrasound in the um, in the emergency room to just see how everything was going yeah. and if there were retained products of conception, which I mentioned earlier is what they call like a fetus when it's not viable and is coming yeah. out kind of thing. Or it can refer to like the placenta or like anything that just gets left behind from a pregnancy that doesn't get out. Um, and so when you have an ultrasound loss, they won't show you the ultrasound screen. So when I had gone in for my first one and even at the urgent care center, I was able to see the screen uh, so I could see what was going on. And I had mentioned in the first one, it looked like my uterus was this black hole. And then they did the endovaginal and I could see baby. Mm -hmm. And then on the next one, I could see the baby. And this time I couldn't see anything at all. Like it was completely all just like one kind of hazy color, um, which basically blood. meant that my uterus was full of blood, full yeah. of liquid. Um, so they were basically checking to see if there was anything in there. And they came in and they were like, yeah, you, uh, you've had a miscarriage. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I totally me, thought it was something else. Yeah. Like, you've told me like three different times that, uh, you know, this is happening. So, Hey girl, just in case you forgot, yeah. um, <laughs> just going to slide into your DMs with this notification yeah. that you're having a miscarriage. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> We heard you. You get a miscarriage, and you get a miscarriage, and you get a miscarriage. I mean, I guess they probably have to make it as clear as possible, and, like, trauma yeah. does things to your memory, so, like... Totally. You know. But yeah, when you can remember enough. every time they tell you, that's mm -hmm. gotta be a lot. Mm -hmm. Totally. But, so, the surgery went well. I was able to pee on my own, and this, like, sweet doctor with... Or not sweet doctor, the sweet nurse, male nurse... He, like, had to, like, check me, and I wasn't wearing, like, any underwear at this oh, point. Yeah. There was a point where I had to use, like, a commode, which is a movable oh, yeah. toilet. And um, the nurse, this was in emergency before. I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place now. But, so before, in emergency, the nurse brought me the chair. I sat down, took the stuff, and she was like, okay, I think we maybe need to, like... We're just going to get you some, like, disposable underwear and, like, yeah. we're just going to get you undressed now because you're probably going to be here for a while kind of thing. So she helped me, like, take off my clothes and I was essentially standing naked with blood dripping down my legs in front of this woman I've never met taking off my clothes. That's and so... And on... And, you know, hospital gown. That has so got to be cool. an unreal experience. It's so cool. Like, they... And, I mean, she made... Like, she was, you know, totally professional, and I'm sure to her, it's, like, whatever. It's just a thing she probably sees every day. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's no big deal, but it was just, like... She didn't even, like, try to, like, turn her head, which I'm, like, whatever. I don't care. We change and... I change at the, you know, change room at the swimming pool. Whatever. Not a big deal. But it was just kind of, like... I'm going through something real traumatic here yeah. and you're not even averting your eyes. Okay. That was already an experience and now this male nurse who's like an attractive man is like looking at my vagina and all I have is like a pad just like slapped between my legs. Like it's already a vulnerable situation. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you had been clothed. Yeah. And now it's like this man who you're like, oh, he's handsome. Yeah. Love you, Aaron. Um, <laughs> yes, I love my husband very much. He was not there at the time. I'm yeah. sure he wouldn't have been thrilled with it, but he would have been like, he's a nurse, it's his job. Yeah. But also would have been like, it's just sweet. like, it's a thing, it's a pride thing. Like, yeah. 
You're... It was all kinds of weird. And then he was like, if you have any kind of clots, I need you to show me to, like, so I can make sure that they're, like, not a size we need to be worried about and, like, get you back in there and do, oh, like, yeah. another pelvic kind of thing. So I'm like, because uh, classically in the back of hospital gowns don't do up well. Yeah. So I'm still walking there. Luckily, I'm all clean this time because they nicely did that after surgery, so that was good. Um, but, so... And, like, walking up, and, like, my butt's hanging out, and I'm, like, with my toilet paper, and I'm, like, is this a clot I need to be worried about? And he's, like, thanks for showing me. No, that's fine. Like, he was, like, I'm really excited to be working with gynecology patients today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I was so sad. Um... But he was super, super nice. And he kept taking my blood pressure. And like I had said, it was, like, really, really low. And he was like, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm super fine. Um, so Aaron took me home. I think we got McDonald's. And yes. then I started to recover at home. Didn't you guys go see two movies the next day? Yeah. We were like, what can we do that, like, will make us think of something, anything else? So we had, like, got home at, I think, like, 2 in the morning, and I think we woke up around 9 or something like that, and then, like, by 12 o'clock, we went and saw, I think we saw Creed first, and yeah. I think I fell asleep during Creed, and then we went and saw the new Grinch movie that had come out, because I really loved the Grinch, and I think Aaron fell asleep during that one, and I don't remember either of those movies. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but we paid to see them. I mean... <laughs> It's good to do yeah. stuff. It was just like, and then like in Creed, like she got pregnant and I was like, why? <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then there was like, oh no, it was like Christmas trauma. I thought there was a baby thing in the Grinch. No, the, there are, ba there's a baby in the Grinch. There is a baby in yeah, the Grinch. Yeah. And I was like, oh Jill. Yeah. Was and then, but then he has trauma. He has like PTSD from his like childhood experience. And I remember texting him and be like, Kalayla, it's you and the Grinch. I know. <laughs> I cried at the end of that movie. Like, oh my God, his, does his trauma get nicely resolved? I think I it does. I think so. That's, that's I don't remember. Goes, right? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you. But like in the like original Grinch story, he's like, oh yeah, my heart, it's growing three sizes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. It. Oh, I think it still happens, and then I think he, like, I wasn't, like, Cindy Lou Who's mom, like, a single mom? Yeah. And then I think he, like, marries her. Like, I think they hook up. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, but and I mean, there was this, like, him. this Grinch fanboy who, like, every time he saw him, he'd be like, Mr. Grinch! <laughs> was it your brother? <laughs> no, it was the guy with the mustache! Oh, right! I think he had a mustache. No, I meant, like, an actual in character in the movie. Yeah, no, oh my gosh. I thought you meant at the movie. No. <laughs> just an audience participant. Oh, just God. every time he came on screen, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't even be mad if I was in a theater and somebody started doing that. Oh my gosh. My brother retweeted something so And I'm sorry, I just know you went to the movie with your brother. I wasn't assuming that Caleb oh, yeah. has any habits like that. No, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, just like... I do. <laughs> I would do that. Like, Mr. Grinch. Hey, buddy. <laughs> right? It sounds like something I would do if I was seeing the Grinch in, like, you know, better circumstances. Yeah. Um, excuse me, cat. We're trying to podcast. Excuse me. Kalayla came over the day after that. 
Aaron had some personal days. This was the end of November. So he, his boss very sweetly was like, take those personal days. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Go be there for your wife. Cat! <laughs> so that was nice. He stayed home with me. That was very, very sweet. Um, Natasha, who I had mentioned earlier, who had talked me down on the phone, sent Aaron some money so he could, like, go blow off some steam. Yeah. Which was very, very sweet. Many people sent me flowers, so that was very kind. Natasha, again, actually sent me an edible arrangement, which was great because I was not feeling like eating. Um, At some point, my mom, like, left her dog with me because she was like, here, have fucking company. That's the best thing she could have done, I think. It was. It was great. Several, there was some point, I think it was when Aaron went to the shooting range, my parents came over and we painted our living room blue. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. It turned out so well. It makes me very happy. And now I just want to paint more things blue because we have so much paint. (laughs) But that would be obnoxious. (laughs) We could have... A blue wall in the cafe. Yeah, right? We'll just reuse it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, It was brutal. I told everybody on Instagram about it. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Because it was, I think, November 29th-ish or something. It was roughly around The day that... Oh, it's on my phone. I can't look at it right now. But the day that you sent us a message saying I'm bleeding was the day that we posted your introduction post on the cafe page. Oh no. Right? (laughs) So like, I think it was on the 27th, which was a Tuesday. And then the next day, all that stuff went down with like the hospital and the DNC and yes, the, yeah. So that'd be Wednesday, the 28th then. Um, so I posted, I think on Instagram that night, not that it really matters, but I think I have it saved. Somewhere in my Instagram stories. I hope you do, because it was very brave and very just, like, good that you got it out there. I think mostly because Aaron's birthday is December 11th. So by that point, I would have been over 12 weeks pregnant. Um, which the first trimester is, like, typically the scariest. Oh, yeah. um, Because the chance of miscarriage is very likely to happen. It's the, it's when most pregnancies end. Um, typically you don't have late term miscarriages. Um, but that obviously does happen. Oh yeah. Um, and if you are a person who finds out that your baby is not viable at late stages, do not feel bad about having to have a late stage abortion. It is your choice, and you have to make the best choice for yourself. Because I know that is a huge debate. Um, So I just wanted to say that. I'm glad you did. We were all thinking it, sweetie. (laughs) Sorry, that was annoying. (laughs) Stop fighting. With that, I got, like, some attention on social media from a bunch of people just sending me well wishes, which was very awesome. Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag thoughts and prayers. What was I saying before that? I don't remember. Something about late stage abortion. That is before that. Mm, oh, before that. Oh. Mm. Um, Aaron's birthday is December 11th. Right, so more miscarriages happen in your first trimesters. The point I was making. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trauma mind. Anyways. Yeah, literally. Um, so... 
Uh, that was like when we were kind of planning on like announcing and being like, oh, hey, we're pregnant kind of thing. So now I wasn't going to be able to get to do that. And so I was like, you know what? Nobody talks about miscarriage. My sister-in-law, who just had her fourth miscarriage, I didn't even know she had had four of them. I knew she had had, like, a miscarriage or two before that, but n- not four of them. Yeah. Um, and she hadn't told, like, anybody. She hadn't talked to anybody. It was hard for her to even tell us. And I was just like, this is bullshit because this is such an exciting thing and then it gets ripped away from you and it sucks so hard and nobody talks about it and nobody talks about how it feels. I had absolutely no idea what this was going to feel like. This sucks. And so I put the Instagram story out there and I said I was fine and I meant like physically but not (laughs) mentally because as I am still not doing well mentally. I got in touch with some other people on, I think, Twitter who were like, oh, I've had a miscarriage too. And like some people who like responded on Instagram were like, I'm so sorry this happened. Like I had a friend from high school who her and her sister um, were like pregnant around the same time and they were due within like a couple months of each other. Uh. And she had a miscarriage and her sister didn't. And she completely like retracted from her family and she was like, I don't recommend doing that. And I was like, that's how Amanda must have felt kind of thing. Um, Ooh. Because for a time, there was a time when she found out that she was pregnant that it was like, it was okay. And then all of a sudden, it very quickly went to not being okay. And same thing with me. I mean, everything was fine for however many weeks and then it wasn't, which is... It was perfect until it it was going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything was fine and... Yeah, so so many people opened up to me, and I really appreciated that, but people still didn't really talk about it, and even at the hospital, they were like, yeah, you can, like, you go back to work next week, kind of thing, and I was like, okay, like, I found out I was pregnant at work. Everybody at work knows I'm pregnant, there's yeah. another girl in another department who is also pregnant. She's actually probably already had her baby when we're recording this. So, like, she would stop by and talk to me all the time, and I'm like, how am I going to deal yeah. with that? And she's like, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just like, oh, well, I I lost my baby. How are you? Like, Yeah. And, yeah, no, it was really, really shitty. And I ended up taking eight days off of work, I think. I went back on the Friday just because I was like, I need to go back when there's less people around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when it's like a slower day kind of thing. And they had a person who was filling in for me, and she stayed there. And I just did, like, really kind of, like, low activity kind of stuff. But very quickly, it became apparent that I was not succeeding at work and that I was holding myself back from, like, actually doing my job and getting my job done. And it just kind of came to a point where it was like, I can't do this anymore. And I need to take care of myself first and foremost because if I want to have another baby and continue to work and support my future child, then I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, So I'm currently in therapy and off work and... Yeah. That's good. Something that I noticed the other day, actually, I was at work and something came up in conversation where I was like, oh yeah, my therapist, blah, 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 whatever, like it related. I don't know. I had a story to tell about my therapist. And then I realized when I got home from work, wait, 
I've never heard anybody else do that in a conversation before. Just like casually drop, oh, my therapist. Yeah. Like, is that, should I, should I not? And then I realized, no, because then that implies that it's something to be ashamed of. And yeah. it's not. But it's just, I think a lot more people need to know that if you go through something as traumatic as a miscarriage, it's okay to go to therapy. Like, yeah. it's, in fact, it should be encouraged. Yeah. So I was on all, like, the pregnancy apps and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. So before we knew that, like, it was really bad kind of thing, I was checking different things, and there were so many people that were like, oh, I bled at 11 weeks. I bled 11 weeks to 16 weeks, and everything's fine. Baby heartbeat's good. You know, we just needed to do some bed rest. Everything's cool. So I had so much hope. Yeah. And the doctor in the urgent care was like, this could be just like a little bit of bleeding, like it could be nothing. And so I had so, so much hope. And I thought maybe that I actually had like a urinary tract infection or a bladder yeah. infection and that it was just like blood in my urine. And then it started to get worse and it was like a period and it was just like the fucking end of the world. And I had no idea that it was going to be like that. And yeah, it sucked. It sucked so much. It was so scary to just, like, watch it happen from the outside and be like, this is horrifying for her, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. Like, I remember the day that you went to urgent care. Like, I went to bed that night thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. Like, Yeah, because the doctor was like, I think everything's okay. Like, they're trying to tell me, like, just relax. And I told them that, like, you know, I work in a hospital. Like, I know medical things. And they're like, you know too much. Like, you know you know too much. You know you know all these things that can go wrong. So, like, don't try to dwell on it. And I was like, yeah, okay, like, you're right. And, you know, my mom had been telling me my whole time, like, just be happy you're pregnant. Just be happy and pregnant. I was so happy when I found out I was pregnant. And I'm like, fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) I am happy. I am pregnant. I'm just... Hope I stay pregnant. Yeah, like... (laughs) So they ask you to kind of, like, wait until your body normalizes a little bit better um, and your cycle is a little bit more regular and things like that. Uh, So I waited until my next period and I was still working up until that point and that was kind of, like, what set it off because I was, like, I'm bleeding again. Yeah. And the whole time... After I had stopped bleeding after the miscarriage and after the surgery, like I knew logically in my mind that I was not pregnant, but because I was not bleeding, I was like, maybe everything is somehow fine. Oh yeah. And so when I started bleeding again, I felt like I was having another miscarriage and I have since gotten my second period and we had had unprotected sex since then so there was a very real chance that I could have been pregnant I didn't really think I was because I looked at when it was kind of thing Mm. and I was like this doesn't really work with how it worked last time so I don't believe I am but there was still that like little tiny bit of hope oh yeah and then I started bleeding again and it was like honestly just as bad it was so bad, and it, at first it was like, okay, just like a little bit of spotting, that's fine. And then it was like, okay, I was actually at the zoo with a friend and with her kids, and she had actually also suffered a miscarriage previously and had kids after, so, you know, there's so many people that have told me that they have had babies after miscarriages, so there's hope. 
Yeah. And so that happened and I told her and she was like, are you okay? Do we need to go? And I was like, it's okay. It's cool. Then by the time I got home, it was no longer okay. It was no longer cool. It was not cool. <laughs> and not okay. Not cool. <laughs> not okay. Not cool. And I felt like I was having yet another miscarriage again. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. PTSD is so much fun. Yeah. It's a good thing that you're not from the war. <laughs> Or else it might be real. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. No, but actually, like, several of the doctors that I've spoken to have been like, yeah, it makes sense that you would have some post-traumatic stress from this. You went through a trauma. It was horribly stressful. It's kind of how it goes. Yeah. It makes sense that, you know, you would relive those memories and think those things and have those thoughts. And, like, your life was literally in danger. Like, your nervous system wasn't just like, yeah. ooh, I'm afraid. It was like, you were bleeding. Like, I was worried about you. Yeah. At that point, I was, like, worried about her baby, but worried about her. Like, is she hemorrhaging? What's going on? Like, that is yeah, absolutely traumatic in every sense of the word. So I think you're kind of allowed to have flashbacks and stuff. I, I mean, it yeah. sucks that you do. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. It's it fun. One of the traumedy jokes I made when I was at work before I uh, was like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling good. And everybody was the like flu was going around at our clinic. And this was like I had come back for like two, three days or something like that. And I had to go off again because I had this horrible, horrible flu. And my one coworker goes, you look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. The ghost of baby's past. <laughs> and they were just like, oh my just god, horrified. Jill. Yeah, just... You can't say that. Mortified. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And then I left, and I basically haven't been back since. <laughs> and they never saw Jill again. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah, and then, like, Christmas came, and again, that was... Like, gonna be a time, if we didn't announce it at Aaron's birthday, oh, yeah. then we were gonna announce it at Christmas. And then my birthday just passed, and I was going to find out the gender of the baby for my birthday. That was gonna uh, be my birthday present to me. So that didn't get to happen. And there's, of course, like, the invasive advertising, as I call it. Yes! On Facebook and Google and all that shit. And so I kept getting, like, bump updates and, like, oh, your baby is now the size of an apple. And I'm like, no, actually, my baby's fucking dead. Like, <laughs> what? No, it's not. Oh Unsubscribe. God. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that scared the shit out of me. They should really be, like, significantly better at... They have actually, like, a thing where you can go and, like, check off, like, loss of pregnancy. And oh. then it will, like, unsubscribe you from everything. And I had done that, but the one thing was, like, online only and I didn't have an app for it. So I didn't oh. unsubscribe immediately. But, like, the Facebook ads and, like, Instagram, everything was popping up still with, like, baby updates. And two of my cousins had babies at the end of the year. And oh, it was yeah. so hard to, like meet them or not meet them but like see them have their babies and for everything to be fine not that I wanted anything to happen to them but it was just it's still hard to yeah. see that happen <laughs> like it happened for them yeah and exactly yeah and um my grandmother was is very sick uh she has terminal and inoperable cancer you found out like the day that you started 
or the day before you started bleeding too, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember or it was being on... like, that was a double whammy because you yeah. found out about like your grandmother yeah. in that span of time. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then she knew I was pregnant because she, I think she found out she had cancer on her birthday at the beginning of November. Oof. And we found out how bad it was at the end of November. And so she was like, oh, but like Jill's going to have a baby next year. And like, I'll get to see a gr- another great grandbaby. And like, she kept talking about it to people and they knew I had had a miscarriage. Ugh. So they had to just be like, yeah. Like, I didn't want to tell her, and when she finally did find out, she cried, and she was obviously very upset. Um, And then in early January, my dad took me out to go see her, and um, I got to talk to her about it more, and, like, we cried together, and that was really, really sad. And she is so different from everything that's happened, and it's so sad. And uh, my one cousin who had had a baby... um, Around the time that I found out I was pregnant, she is on maternity leave, and so she brought her baby over, and when he would cry, all I wanted to do was just, like, hold him and make him feel better, and I couldn't do that because I'm not his mom. Yeah. And, like, there was nothing I could do, and, like, he didn't want to be held by anybody else, and, like, he only wanted his mom, and now I don't get to have that. And... There's no reason for me to not be able to get pregnant again, because um, I am 29, so there's really, like, there's no reason for why I had a miscarriage. There's no reason for why I shouldn't be able to get pregnant again. It's just a matter of getting it done. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's so terrifying to think, what if that happens again? And yeah. what if I am like Amanda and I have four miscarriages and I can't fucking do it? Because, like, this one is pretty brutal. <laughs> and so I keep I keep comparing myself to Amanda and being like, I'm being so dramatic, like I'm off work and I fucking can't go outside, I can't drive, I have anxiety about everything and I'm paranoid when, like, people walk by my sidewalk. It's bad right now. <laughs> So maybe we should go for a walk. Um, (laughs) But so I keep comparing myself to Amanda and she's just like, okay, buddy, like I've had four miscarriages. When I had my first miscarriage, I was a disaster. Yeah, like she was. (laughs) She's like, I didn't know you then kind of thing. I think it's probably with been within the past like seven or eight years. I'm not actually sure when they've all happened, but um She's like, I was a wreck. Like, don't think that, like, like I am a badass. <laughs> like, she is a badass. <laughs> she so She is. wouldn't say that about herself. But she is a badass, you know, being, like, a champion, overcoming four miscarriages and making all these crazy decisions that she's had to make for herself. Yeah. And for their relationship and her and her husband and stuff. And so she's like, don't feel bad about the way you are feeling right now, the way you are living your life, because it's fine. I'm... Not exactly ready to accept that yet, yeah. but getting there. That's good. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I don't know what to say anymore. I can't really think of anything else that I didn't mention. Well, that's all right. We are allowed to end this podcast. <laughs> it's been like two hours. It has. I mean, for you, it might be a different time. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what time it ends up being, but <laughs> I suspect it's going to be rather long. I don't know how to end... An episode. I haven't thought of anything. I guess, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I mean, if you care to follow me on social media at all, 
I believe everything is at Jill C. Weird, W-E-I-R, like weird without the D, which is the whole theme of my wedding. <laughs> Getting weird. It was good. But yeah, so Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, but I don't post on there either, but yeah. that's fine. You can find me on there. And we have a cafe that we're going to open, so yeah. like, you could follow that and like support us on Patreon. It would be cool. Oh, it's yeah. the Five Moon Cafe or just Five Moon or... There will be links. Yeah. Just look for it. Yeah. <laughs> five. And five bits. Ah, 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 ah. Um, well, that, this has been fun. Thank you for spilling all your trauma out on your miscarriage couch with me. This has been a lovely, lovely way to spend a morning. <laughs> Thank you for Just letting so me chill. talk so graphically about my miscarriage with all my blood gushing and my needles in my hands and my uterus and my speculum and all that fun stuff. Natasha's not listening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's done with all of this blood. No, people have to hear what it's actually like so that they don't think they're being dramatic when it yeah. happens. Yeah. And actually, so one other thing, um, depending on how far along in your pregnancy you are, you can like essentially give birth to your fetus and like oh, yeah. you can see the actual like tiny baby. I did not experience that. Thank God. I just saw a bunch of tissue. Um, so just like big, like pieces of stuff, no like tiny limbs or anything oh, like that, which so would just good. be so heartbreaking. Yeah, that. My heart goes out to literally anybody who has ever had to see that. That's so sad. But, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed this and you didn't get traumatized yourself. Yeah. I don't know what this podcast is. I thought it was going to be funny. Turns out that it's sad, but with the opportunity to make snide remarks every so often. Yeah. And please don't think I'm a horrible person or that Kalayla is a horrible person for laughing about these things. It's kind of our coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. This this podcast is absolutely a coping mechanism. That is why <laughs> I suggested Tromedy. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Um, you can send me an email at posttraumaticvictory at gmail.com. That is a T for trauma, posttraumaticvictory at gmail.com. If you have any requests for future episodes, um... Thank you for listening. I don't know how to end a podcast, so uh, I'll talk to you next time. I don't know. Stay traumatized. <laughs> That's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs>